is up everyone welcome back to the buffalo blitz hosted by peter dibiase on the built in buffalo facebook youtube and twitter network i appreciate you guys tuning in i'm in a little bit of a different setting tonight i'm back home for thanksgiving so i don't have my lights my normal uh big bright lights that are coming at me from one side to the other so my lighting's a little different my wi-fi is a little different tonight everything's a little different we started at nine we'll go back to nine 45, 950, not, not anything crazy. I know everyone has Thanksgiving plans tomorrow, all that fun stuff. But I appreciate everyone tuning in to another edition of the Buffalo Blitz. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, you can. Uh, DBIC Peter on Twitter. I will follow you guys back as always. Hopefully the Wi-Fi holds out. I have some Wi-Fi issues before I hopped on. Obviously the lighting's a little different. Uh, not my normal lighting as I usually um, have. But I left it at school because I'm coming back in a couple of days. But. Yeah, we're going to make it work, guys. We're going to make it work. A little bit of a late start time as um, nothing new, nothing new in the world. If you guys want to comment, drop a comment, drop some likes, do all that fun stuff. Make sure you guys follow everything Built in Buffalo, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, like I said, but also Instagram. Also uh, check out builtinbuffalonews.com for basically daily articles as well. All that fun stuff is why Built in Buffalo is one of the, one of the premier networks that we can provide you guys with Bill's coverage. So why wouldn't you guys? Want to check them out? There's nothing better than a little, uh, nothing better than a little built in Buffalo, as always. But yeah, guys, drop a comment, drop a like. We're gonna be talking about the Browns game. I'll break that down for you guys. I'm not gonna go crazy on the Browns game, but I'll break it down for you for a little bit. I'll give you the good. I'll give you the ugly from that game, and then I'm gonna move towards the Lions game. I'll preview you guys that. I'm gonna give you guys my favorite Thanksgiving food if you guys want to give me as well, and then I'll give you game predictions, and then we're gonna get out of here and get ready for tomorrow's 12:30 contest against the Detroit Lions back in Detroit. But without further ado, we gotta to get to ooh, two things. I always forget a couple of things. Shout out to Picasso's Picasso's Pizza for the best pizza in Buffalo. You gotta go. To Picasso's every night is pizza night. Shout out to Picasso's, our sponsor of the show. As always, we'll give you our Picasso's pizza player of the game about halfway through the show. And if you guys do miss this on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, you can always uh, rewatch it. As always, if you want to watch it on those networks. But if you prefer the podcast, driving to Thanksgiving tomorrow, you gotta want to get ready for the Bills game. Put this up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. I just realized my mic's kind of a little high, and there's nothing I can do about that. But, hey, you got to make do, guys. Comment section's open. See what we got tonight. Obviously, go Bills. Um, And I don't have a guest. I do not have a guest on tonight. It's just me. So back next Wednesday, we'll get our guest rolling again, and we'll get back into the flow of things. But we're going to talk about from the Bills' 31-23 win over the Browns on Sunday in Detroit after that crazy snowstorm that hit Buffalo, hit the Western New York area, snowed in a ton of people. Bills were not able to play, obviously, at home. Had to travel to Detroit. Um, Cleveland wasn't able to get to Buffalo. It was all a mess, but they ended up playing the game in Detroit. And the Bills come away with a 31-23 to uh, win. The first thing that's good from the game, the Bills 
got back on track. The Bills were sliding. Look, you had two losses in a row against the New York Jets, who are an absolute mess at this moment. And then they had a loss against the Minnesota Vikings, one of the most heartbreaking losses we have seen in a while for the Bills. Not in a while. This year, probably the most heartbreaking loss. We'll go back and forth game, a game where they had multiple chances. I talked about it last week with the um, primetime Adam. Um, we broke that down. That was a fun talk because it was a crazy game. Bills, the good. The first thing is they got back on the score or the win sheet. They needed this. Look, was the sky falling? I think for some Bills fans it was falling. For me, I don't think it was because I don't think you can have the sky fall that early into the year. You were still 6-3, and three, but the division's different this year. And I, I think the division's different in the sense that it's different because it's not just one team. Last year was the Patriots versus us. The Dolphins weren't anything special. They had that like six, seven game losing streak to start the year, and the Jets were awful. This year, we're talking about a Jets team that's six and four that's going through a lot of turmoil with their quarterback situation. Talking about a Patriots team that's six and four that has a really good defense, struggles on offense. Then we're talking about a Dolphins team that has one of the worst defenses in the NFL, but is officially seven and three on the year and pose a really good offense with Tua, with Tyreek Hill, and with Jalen Waddle. Right now, we're tied for them. We're both 7-3. and three. They have the upper hand, obviously, because they beat us back in Week 3. We're going to get another crack at it in a couple weeks, and we can't be more excited for that game because that game's going to be awesome. But, yeah, Sky was falling a little bit for some Bills fans. Look, it, was it a must-win? No, because 6-4, and four, but was it like almost a must-win? Yeah, you're pushing the must-win kind of category at that point. Bills do get the victory. So the biggest thing I take away is that the Bills got off the schneid. Off the schneid means they all got off the losing streak. They got to win. They proved the 7-3. Um, they basically, they're tied for first with the Dolphins for the division. Obviously, the Dolphins have the upper uh, upper hand with the fact that um, the fact that they beat us. So, yeah. Um, guys, as always, the comment section is open. Drop some comments. I'm alone tonight. Let's see. They talk to me. See what we got tonight from everyone. But, yeah, the biggest thing is that they got off the schneid. They needed a win, and they needed a win bad. And they and they got it. Was it pretty? No. But we'll get to some of the bad things. Another, I think, good thing, Matt Milano. AFC Defensive Player of the Week was announced this morning. He was AFC Defensive Player of the Week. I know people, I posted the PFF grades on Twitter a couple days ago, and people were all over my, all over me, basically blaming me for them not uh, rating Matt Milano high enough, even though I don't make the grades. Guys, when I tweet Buffalo Bills PFF grades and I tag PFF, and you don't see any PFF in my bio, I don't make the grades. So don't come at me when I make when I put them out and say this should be this. I'm not saying I doesn't don't agree with you or don't disagree with you, but it's not up to me. It is not up to me. Neil James, Tampa Neil's coming. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Tampa Neil guys. Part of Breaking Tables Mondays and Thursdays. They'll be coming on tomorrow morning. We have a pregame show and we got Breaking Tables before uh, the Lions game. So guys, we're gonna get you all ready to go for the Lions game at 12:30 with a pregame show and with Breaking Tables as well. But yeah. Happy, happy Thanksgiving to you, Tampa, Neil. Appreciate it. But, yeah, Matt Milano, AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Rightfully so, right? So, we had, he had a quarterback hit. He had three tackles for loss. I think we all remember that sack when he came off the edge and absolutely sandwiched or rocked, whatever you want to call it, uh, Jacoby Brissett. He came off the edge. So, he had a sack, three tackles for loss. He also had eight solo tackles. He also had 12 total tackles. And he was doing this without his uh, playing mate. And he's going to have to do this tomorrow against the Lions without his playing mate in his 
and Tremaine Edmonds, who's once again is out with the heel groin injury for the second straight week. So he's was working with Tyrell Dodson and a little bit of um, Terrell Bernard, but it was mostly Tyrell Dodson who had 13 tackles, but I think a lot of Bills fans weren't overly thrilled about his performance, to say the least. So, yeah, I think if you're – I think one of the good things, Matt Milano, I think he was explosive off the edge. Like I said, 12 tackles, 8 total tackles. But he's a game wrecker. And I think the Bills need Matt Milano. They need Matt Milano in this defense because he's super underrated. He's one of the most he's one of the best most underrated defensive players in the NFL. People talk about him for defensive player of the year. I don't probably not gonna get it because what outside or what linebacker and like what Matt Milano does gets defensive player of the year. Not a lot of them. Um but yeah. Yeah. Um Joe's coming in. So yeah, I thought Matt Milano was really really good, and it kind of anchored that defense without our true anchor in Tremaine Edmonds. We're going to get to another defensive player in a second who they got back and who I thought was really good. But Joe's coming in. Appreciate you, Joe. Appreciate the comment. As always, keep him coming. Cookie looked good. We'd like to see a little more of him. Yeah, let's get to James Cook. James Cook, 11 carries, 86 yards, um, had no catches in the passing game, but finished with 11 carries for 86 yards. That No touchdowns, but finished with 7.8 yards per carry. Something that I really liked about James Cook, and I, I agree with you, Joe, he looked really good. Um, is the fact that he was explosive. I think we know what Devin Singletary can do. Devin Singletary average was 18 carries for 86 yards, a little under five yards per carry. Devin Singletary had a really solid, and he had a touchdown, had a really solid afternoon, and it had two, also two catches. There's another gear with James Cook. Are we there yet in the sense of every down consistency or he needs to be out there 90% of the snaps? I don't know. I don't know that. I don't think that's a question for me to answer. But I think James Cook, you see that second gear. You see that explosiveness that the Devin Singletary doesn't have, that Zach Moss did not have. James Cook is one of the reasons the Bills drafted him was because of how explosive he can be out of the backfield. He ran in between the tackles pretty well, actually, more uh, surprisingly than I thought, actually, um, in this in this uh, Browns game. Excuse me. But his bounce, his ability to bounce it outside the tackle, take the handoff look at the defensive lineman, and bounce it to the left side or bounce it to the right side. I thought that was very key for him, and I thought he had a great game. I would like to see his snap and take to go up a little more. He still wasn't to where I wanted it to be in the sense that I thought it was a little lower because I think Stingletary still got a ton of the snaps, and Stingletary had a really good game. I would also like Hines to have more intake because Hines was really – nothing special on offense and I think he needs more snaps but yeah I think Cook's second gear to his third gear is something that the Bills have lacked that Devin Singletary doesn't have and something that I think Devin Singletary can kind of compliment um so I hope the Bills kind of keep riding James Cook and they drafted him in the second round second third round picks obviously first round picks as well meant to be impact players right away like right away, Kyrie Elam, he's going to be back tomorrow. Um, he was a full participant, which is awesome. Get another, a little more depth at corner. Obviously, we'll get to Trey White in a little bit, see if he'll play. But I thought James Cook, second-round pick, meant to be an impact player, took a little while, and he showed out why he was drafted in the second round and why the talent level is there and why I think as Bills fans, we should be potentially excited for him down the line. Look, I think it's still Devin Singletary's running back room at this moment. At this moment, going into tomorrow, definitely it's still Devin Singletary's, but I would not be surprised if we see a little more James Cook through and throughout the season. I think we need to see more James Cook. Um, Joe agrees with me. You're right. It's that second, third gear in balance. Yeah, James Cook's balance, especially on the edge, is exceptional. Look, this is a, this is a Georgia running back. 
This is a Georgia University running back. Had produced recently some really good running backs. We're talking about the likes of Sony Michelle, who won a Super Bowl for the Patriots. We're talking about who was the first running back. Nick Chubb, one of the best running backs in the league. Todd Gurley was playing at an MVP level for six to seven years. Um, those are some really good running backs right there. This is Amir White, who went in the fourth round from Florida. Uh, from Georgia, excuse me. Like this team is really good, and they have a lot of good running backs. So, and they produce running backs. So I expect, and this is an SEC team, one of the powerhouses in the SEC, one of the national championship this past season is the number one team at currently in the SEC. This team's a powerhouse, so they produce good talent, especially on the defense side of ball. But overall, Georgia talent wise is exceptional. So James Cook was meant to be good, and I expect to see more of James Cook. Jeff's coming. Appreciate the Jeff guys. Keep the comments coming. As much as you guys want. Happy Thanksgiving, Mafia. The Lions have some offensive linemen out. I hope we can take advantage of that. Yeah, the Lions are missing their left guard and the right guard tomorrow. And their starting center, Frank Ryan, who didn't really practice this week battling an elbow injury. I think most people around the NFL think he's going to play tomorrow. But that's something to note because he's battling an elbow injury. And those are always um, a little serious. And see, he really didn't practice. I think he'll play. But missing their left guard and right guard is important. So time for Ed Oliver. Time for Boogie Basham. Time for, obviously, Greg Rousseau was not playing once again. He's out with that ankle, high ankle sprain. Hopefully, he'll be back next Thursday for the Patriots game. But, yeah, uh, Von Miller. I think the D-line should have uh, a field day with that uh, banged-up Detroit Lions um, line. And I think the Bills are going to need to. We'll get to the more of that potentially down the line in the show. But another good thing uh, from the Bills, like I said, I was going to go back to this. Look, they got their anchor back or one of their anchors back, one of their key players in the middle of the field or linebacker position to Matt Milano. Guess who they got back in the secondary? How nice was it to see Jordan Porter? And I look, no shot at Cam Lewis. I know he didn't break that ball down, but I thought he played pretty well for his first time starting at safety. Jaquan Johnson's been up and down. I think DeMar Hamlin's a potential star in this NFL. I really like what DeMar Hamlin has done. Maybe star is a little pushing. I think a really good player. Look, he's not Micah Hyde and he's not Jordan Porter, but I think a DeMar Hamlin and Jordan Porter duo can help this Bills go far in the playoffs and potentially win the Super League. I think that duo is really good in the sense because Porter's good and I think DeMar Hamlin's kind of getting into his own. But without Porter, it's this defense is a shell. They're 6-0 this year. When Poyer plays. No, excuse me, 7 0. They haven't lost when Poyer plays. They struggle when Poyer does not play. What's the key to that, guys? Jordan Poyer has to be on the field. He's playing this week once again, so his elbow injury looks to be knock on wood, a thing of the past. But Jordan Poyer, five tackles, two solo tackles, a tackle for loss, and a pass deflection. It's those stats that are not crazy, but look, a couple. A tackle for loss, a pass deflection, he's in the backfield. You can see the confidence that this defense has in the secondary when Jordan Poyer plays. The anchoring he does. They need Jordan Poyer on this team, and they need him to play. He needs his healthy. So that's another good thing. They got Mr. Jordan Poyer back. That was awesome. Another good thing is no turnovers from Josh Allen. Did Josh Allen have his best performance ever or the season this past week against the Browns? No, he was 18 for 27, super efficient, or pretty good efficient compared to where he started when he was 6 for 12 at one point. Um, eight for, 18 for 27, 197 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions. He didn't turn the ball over. Look, did he, if you're the Bills, do you want Josh Allen to be conservative? No, you want Josh Allen to do his thing. But I think the first... 
probably quarter and a half. Josh Allen was super conservative, trying to let the defense kind of give what they were, like, kind of take what they were giving him. And I think he kind of cost him. I think he missed digs down the field on one of their earlier drives in the game that he usually hits. And then you just saw like, you know what? He's not clicking. Um, he was six for his first 12. Like he was bad. You know what? Clicked. That ended that drive in the first half where their offense moved the ball down the field so quickly. And then he connected for Diggs with an absolute bullet that resulted in Josh Allen falling down. That's how hard the ball he threw. That's how hard the ball he throw threw was. Yeah. And then the Bills offense clicked. Was it spectacular in the second half? No. Settled for a lot of field goals. But they got down there. The red zone issues are still an issue. We're going to get to that. They're still an issue. But no turnovers for Josh Allen was massive. He kind of got a bounce back game. I talked about this with Adam last week. I didn't think we needed a Josh Allen four-touchdown performance. I think we needed a Josh Allen where the Bills won the game and he didn't turn the ball over. We got both of that. And now we can take it to the next year tomorrow against the Lions. I think he needed that game to kind of get his confidence back that the team can win. And the team did win. They won th- They won by eight. They they beat a less Browns team, but a win's a win in the NFL. You move on. They've, now they're seven and three. But I think he needed that, and I think I'm I'm happy that Josh Allen uh, threw no interceptions. I think tomorrow we see a better Josh Allen from what we saw on Sunday. So I thought Sunday was a good step in the direction after the last two games and cool uh, half against the Packers was very subpar in the sense of Josh Allen not being Josh Allen that we know of. See, that was another good thing. Like I said, Matt Milano, good thing. The Bills winning, a good thing. Jordan Poyer, good thing. No Josh Allen, good thing. Final uh, Josh Allen, no interceptions, good thing. Final good thing of the day, the running attack. 33 carries, buck 71, 5.2 yards per carry, and a touchdown. Biggest things. Devin Secretary, 18 carries for 86 yards, 4.8 yards per carry, and a touchdown. James Cook, 11 yard, eleven carries for 86 yards, 7.8 yards per carry. The Bills running game, if they can get going, they don't need to do this production every week. They need to be consistent, though, more consistent. If the Bills can get a legit running game going against a Lions team that is one of the worst rushing teams in the NFL, also one of the worst defenses, especially without Jeff Akuda back there in the secondary. Bills should be able to have their a field day on the run tomorrow. So hopefully the Bills kind of keep it up there. We'll see what happens. But yeah, run game kind of shot out of a candidate against the Browns, and I think that was super important. Um, Jeff's coming in. Is Trey White playing any news? Look, so if we, go, if we look at the corners right now, look, Benford's playing, Dane Jackson's playing, Kyrie Lam's a full go. Um. So those guys are good at this point in time. Make sure to pull everything up so I don't get uh, anything wrong for you guys. Buffalo Bills. But, yeah. Make sure I get everything right for you guys. I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be messing that up, obviously, because I want to make sure I give you guys all the right, right notes and right information from today's final injury report. Wherever that would be, um, let me find. Okay, but look, okay, ready. So we're talking about this. Trey White. We'll talk about the Trey White for a second. Dermot didn't rule him out. That's all I can give you. That's all I can give you. That is all I can give you at the moment. McDermott did not rule him out. Fine. Jeez, it took me a minute. Kyrie Elam is full go. So Kyrie Elam is playing. Obviously, Tremaine Evans is out. AJ Ampanetta is doubtful. He won't play. Mitch Morris is a questionable. That's an impact. He's our shooting center. And obviously, Gregory Rousseau is out. Um, but yeah, is Trey White playing tomorrow? Jeff, I'm going to give you an answer. Well, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. At this point, does anybody have any idea 
if Trey White is playing at this point? I wouldn't. I don't I don't I don't think I don't think Trey White at this moment in time is like I think it's an unknown. I think we're gonna find out. So what is the inactives come out in an hour and a half before the game? So we're gonna game starts at 12:30 tomorrow. We're gonna find out at 11 a.m. as you guys are getting ready for Thanksgiving and all. Um, you're gonna get ready. Find out at 11 a.m. if Trey White's playing tomorrow. McDermott didn't rule him out, but he didn't rule him. He was playing. We'll find out. Do they wait another week and do they go back with um him playing next week in New England a week from today? And they would roll out Kyrie, Elam, Dane Jackson. And Christian Bedford. And I think Kyrie Elam coming back is massive. I think we missed him once. And I think we could tell his physicality, his ability to play up against man to man. I don't think Dane Jackson can. I think Dane Jackson is a much better zone coverage corner because we saw Dane Jackson struggles to turn the ball around a little or turn around when the ball is coming. But yeah, don't know if Trey White's playing. I have no idea. Jason's coming. Is Jamison Crowder coming back this year? If not, we should sign Odell Beckham. Uh, we should get Odell Beckham. Uh, well, I don't think he's not on the season ending IR. Uh, this is Jamison Crowder. He's not on the season season ending IR, obviously. So he still technically can come back. This might be like a week 12 to week 15, week 14 around that time timetable, but I don't fully know. He's still battling that ankle injury. Um, But yeah, he wasn't on the season ending IR. So there's still a chance he plays. Um, he comes back, but yeah, Odell has obviously been the hot topic for Bills Mafia for the last month and a half. Look, there's a lot of rumors coming around that he might go to the Cowboys or the Giants, maybe in the 49ers. Uh, Von Miller said yesterday on his podcast or his live stream, one of those two, that he would be, he, he, he thinks he's still coming. He's still happy. He still expects him to come. So we'll see. And yeah, that's all I got to say about Odell. Um, if it happens, it happens. I'll be stoked. I want Odell on this team. If it doesn't, we move on. We go with the guys we have. Um, we're going to move to some of the bad, the ugly from the win over the Browns. Uh, just a couple things. Don't want to go too crazy on this, obviously. The first half was subpar. I think the Bills, I think we, if you want to chalk it up to that fact that they didn't know where they were playing, they didn't know if the game was playing in Buffalo or Detroit, they didn't even know if they were going to play, and they had to deal with getting out with the snow at their house. I think we can chalk that up to that. I, I'm okay with that first quarter and a half. doesn't mean they played good. It doesn't mean I'm not going to say they played good. That's an excuse, and that's a fine excuse, and I get it. They look like a team that only practiced once that week, and they did. But you still can't come out that slow. You can't do that tomorrow because I think the Lions have a little bit more of a high-powered offense than the Browns. Browns run the ball way better, but the Lions throw the ball all way better. So, yeah, that wasn't great. I didn't like that. Red zone issues is the second thing I'm taking away. I don't know what's going on with the red zone, right? Well, you go on Twitter, you go on social media, you see the problem. Is it Josh Allen? Is it the run game? Is it the weapons? Is it Ken Dorsey? Might be all of them. The Bills moved the ball down the field, especially in the second half, and got in great positions. They settled for field goals and eventually did not cost them. The Browns scored two somewhat garbage time. One wasn't really, and then one was, and then the Bills got the onside kick, and then they moved on. And they won by eight. Shouldn't have got to that point, but... You know how it is. Teams play prevent defense, and I hate prevent defense, and it always gets closer than it is, and that's why the spreads are always correct because Vegas knows what the heck they're doing because the spread was right around that. Bills won by eight, right? They settled for too many field goals. Tower Bass was six for six from field goals, and he made a 56 longer. Great that Tower Bass can kick field goals. I'm, that's important because some games are going to need field goals to win the game or tie the game or come down the stretch, long field goals. They settled for too many field goals. 
I'm not mad at them for not being aggressive. We've seen times and times they've been aggressive and it's back. Excuse me. It's backfired. It's backfired in the sense that they don't get points, turnover downs, interceptions. The Vikings game. They went for fourth and two and Josh Allen threw an interception. Those are points right there. You had it on the board. It happens a lot. The Bills are an aggressive team, and I get it. They have the personnel to be aggressive. They have the quarterback to be aggressive. They settled for field goals. I don't mind that. I don't mind ever taking the points. I mind that we had to settle for field goals. This team is better than that to have these red zone issues. Can we chalk it up to Ken Dorsey's inexperience as a play car? If you want. I'm not against people doing that. Can we talk about Josh Allen's struggles? Potential, yeah. The lack of run game, yeah. But the run game was good. Run game was good. Run game was good on Sunday. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. But that's my last thing. The bad, I would say the slow start, the first quarter and a half, Josh Allen's inconsistencies, and then obviously the Reds on the shoes. Um, Dave's coming in, smashed that like. David Myers, founder of Buffalo. He is the reason I'm talking right now, reason everyone has these shows, as always. I appreciate it. Dave, I'll get my camera fixed. I'll get my lighting fixed next week. Well, a little better next week. Um, back in my normal spot next week. Appreciate the comment, Dave, the founder of Built in Buffalo. Craig's coming in. Go Buffalo. Go Buffalo, Greg. Jeff's back in here. We had no turnovers. Kicked a bunch of field goals and still scored 31 points. That's pretty good. Jeff, you're not wrong. 31 points in a National Football League game, no matter how you get to it, is very good. But the amount of field goals we kicked might be a little bit of a problem. That's just my opinion. Um, but that's it. But yeah, 31 points. Don't hang your hat on 31 points. I'm okay with that. So enough from the Browns game. Besides the Picasso's pizza player of the game. For the best pizza in Buffalo, it's got to be Picasso's. Every night is pizza night. So my Picasso's player of the game from the Bills win over the Cleveland Browns was none other than Matt Milano. 12 tackles, 8 solo sacks, a sack, 3 tackles for loss, and a QB hit. Matt Milano was everywhere. He was, you could saw how missed he was on this defense. The Bills are one of the, are really average when he doesn't play and really great when he plays. But he was all over the field. A sack, a couple tackles for loss, pass deflection, getting in the backfield, coverage. I thought Matt Milano was incredible. I thought the Bills really needed that performance from him, and I'm happy he's back from his injury stint. So I think that's an easy one for me. Matt Milano is my Picasso's pizza player of the game. So shout out Picasso's to sponsor the show as always. Appreciate you guys sponsoring the show. But yeah, Matt Milano is my Picasso's pizza player of the game from the Browns game. Um, Craig's coming in. Go Buffalo in week 12. Yeah, let's go Buffalo. Uh, Joe is coming in placeholder. I don't know what Joe's talking about placeholder, but we'll keep going. So that's enough from the Browns game. The Bills is not escape, but the Bills got a 31-23. My Picasso's play of the game was Matt Milano. I went over the good and the ugly from the game. And yeah, next week, I'll get my co-host back. Be, not my co-host. I'll get a, a guest back on. We kind of break down the game. It'll be a little easier. But key matchups against the Lions. We're going to go some key matchups. A couple players. Favorite Thanksgiving food. Game predictions. And we're going to get out of here and get you guys on to Thanksgiving for tomorrow. Not a long show tonight. Not a long show whatsoever. I could talk about the run game and Jamal Williams, potentially DeAndre Swift, but DeAndre Swift's a snap cap. Do I know how many snaps he's going to get? No. Do I think DeAndre Swift's one of the best running backs in the National Football League? Yes. Is he healthy? No. So maybe we not go there. Maybe we do not uh, go there at that moment. Ah, uh, he was talking about holding for field goals. I didn't even pick up on that. Okay. I got it. Placeholder was good. He was doing his thing. He was busy. 
We don't want the Bills. We don't want our placeholder to be consistently busy. We want to be consistently busy on extra points after we score touchdowns, Joe. Um, but now nah, I got what you're saying. Some key matchups for the Bills. How they defend against the Lions defensive line. The Lions defensive line isn't anything where you like you start listing def- defensive lines. Oh, this guy, this guy, this guy, or this group. There's two guys. One of the defensive tackles. Alan McNeil. That's going to be interesting depending on Mitch Morse's availability, and he's considered questionable tomorrow. If not, I bet you Ryan Bates steps in at center and Questenberry goes to right guard. I think that's what the Bills would do. And then we're talking about Aiden Hutchinson, the first overall pick. Psych. He was a second overall pick to the Detroit Lions this past season from Michigan. He's been a, a pretty good. He's been inconsistent because that's what rookies are. But I think the Bills off the edge, that's either going to be Brown or it's going to be Dawkins going up against Hutchinson. And then the interior lines are going against Alan McNeil for the Detroit Lions. A really good interior pass rusher, interior defensive lineman for the Lions. It doesn't get talked about enough. So expect that to be a matchup. If Morse doesn't play, we have Bates at center, Saffold at left guard, and then Questenberry right guard. That's a little not worrisome. Because I think Questenberry can do his job. I think he's okay with that. But, uh, yeah, that's a matchup the Bills are going to watch. If most plays, they feel more confident in that, obviously, because then you would slide, obviously, Bates back to his normal position, keep Saffo where he is, and then Questenberry can come off the bench for, obviously, not going to injury concerns or rest and um, bigger packages that the Bills want to run out there, as always. So that's one matchup, the D-line of the Lions versus the offensive line. Or offensive line, or the moving pieces of the offensive line that the Bills have at the moment. Another thing is, key matchup, Bills pass rush, or Bills defensive line against the Detroit Lions defensive line. I'm excuse me, offensive line. We're talking about Frank Ryan, who's battling an elbow injury, like I mentioned earlier. Talking about Jonah Jackson, their starting left guard, out. Starting right guard, Evan Brown. They still have Penny Sewell at right tackle and still have Taylor Decker at left tackle, but they're interior of the line. So I'm talking to you guys. I'm talking to you, Ed Oliver, Tim Settle, Jordan Phillips, Daquan Jones. Those four guys should have a field day. Those four guys should be creating havoc in the backfield up the middle, which will open up alleyways for Basham to get after them. Shaq Lawson, now Mike Love because of Empedenza and Russo being injured. And then obviously Mr. Von Miller. Um, so yeah, something like that would be, I think, that's a huge matchup. The D line going against um RD line going against the interior of RD line, excuse me, going up against their banged up in their interior offensive line. So that's another key matchup. Um that's a key matchup. One other key matchup would be our weapons going up against their secondary. Their secondary, Kirby Joseph, the strong safety. I was really high of high out of him on the draft. He had a has had a very good year. Uh, Deshaun Elliott has been up and down at free safety. Biggest thing is their starting corner. They have two starting corners, obviously. Will Harris, he's their left corner. And then uh, Jeff Okuda is their right corner. Jeff Okuda was their top, a top five pick a handful of years ago. Battled some injuries, some struggles, and he's kind of think he's kind of found his footing, but he's out this game. How do the Lions go up against Diggs? Are we going to put Will Harris on Diggs the whole day? This is why the Lions have one of the worst passing defenses in the NFL. The Bills should have a field day. So another massive matchup is... The Lions secondary, the Lions injured secondary, missing one of their best corners against the Bills offense that kind of found some footing last week, kind of moved the ball well down the field. Dawson Knox kind of a breakout game and much needed. Gabe Davis starting to look a little more comfortable in that second half. You saw his hands kind of feel a little better. You can tell Gabe Davis looked a little better. 
and then Diggs doing this thing. Obviously not super stat sheet, but Diggs was took him a little while to get going, did have that touch on the end of the half, and then potentially Isaiah McKenzie, Cook, and maybe they use Hines. Maybe they use Hines a little more out of the backfield. But yeah, that's another key matchup. Some players to watch. Some players to watch. Um Tyler Dotson for the Bills is a player to watch. Tremaine Edmonds is not playing. He was rolled out today. So it's Matt Milano and it's Tyler Dotson. Tyler Dotson led the Bills in tackles last week, but he was also criticized a ton on social media because he was beating coverage. He wasn't in this assignment all the time. He wasn't Tremaine Edmonds. Not a lot of people are Tremaine Edmonds. Maybe we should resign that guy. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Tyler Dotson's a massive player to watch. I think this is someone that's super important for the Bills because he's their second linebacker. This is someone that's going to need to step up. He's going to be his playing mate with Matt Milano. Tyler Dotson going against uh, some good running backs. Some pretty good running backs in the sense of Jamal Williams, who's a touchdown machine. And then if they use DeAndre Swift more than they've used in the past, that's important. Um, we're talking about James Mitchell out of the tight end position, the rookie from Virginia Tech. Obviously, he's playing tight end for them at this point. Uh, he hasn't really proven himself, but Virginia Tech. Got to shout him out. Obviously, they traded TJ Hawkinson a couple weeks ago. But they got weapons. They got weapons. Uh, I'm on Ron St. Brown. He had a really good year. He's kind of settled down a little bit lately, kind of falling back down on earth. But he's a good weapon. DJ Chark's a good weapon. Uh, Josh Reynolds is questionable. Cleef Raymond's questionable. I'm assuming Cleef Raymond's not bad. Josh Reynolds is questionable. Cleef Raymond's not. He's playing. And Jared Goff is likes to throw the ball around on the field. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um... Joseph's coming in. James Cook's an impact player. Uh, yeah, I would say James Cook's important. I think he needs. I think he needs not to have a good, crazy good game or go absolutely wild. Um, but I think James Cook is important to this team. I think he's very important to this team. I think he can help the Bills out of the backfield, and that kind of gets to my next point. Another player to watch. I appreciate Joseph as always. James Cook's a great answer. How about Mister Naheem Hines? Do the Bills want to use him? Did we see how explosive Naeem Hines was in the kick return game and the pass, uh, punt return game this past weekend? I did. I think all of you guys did as well. Three kick returns for 76 yards. He averaged 25 yards per kick return. Punt returns. Averaged 18.5 yards per punt return with two punts. Returns. Yeah, two punt returns and 18.5. That's almost 20 yards per punt return. I like that. That's what we need. We can also get that out of the backfield. They said they were going to use a little more Hines and uh, Cook, potentially, in the coming weeks. I would like to see that. I don't know how that looks, and I'm excited to see how that looks. We need to see more, 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 more of Naeem Hines. Is it carries? Sure. Is it out of the backfield? Is it screened? Is it lined up in the slot? Yes. I need more Naeem Hines. He's a dynamic playmaker. He's a guy they traded for. And this is the game where this defense against the Lions is not spectacular. We need more Naeem Hines. We really do. I think we do. Um, Joseph agrees need to use him more. Yeah, Jeff, look, I get it. I want more carries as him. But I think Cook and Singletary might be better running backs than him. Um, But, yeah, I like. I would not be opposed to Naeem Hines getting more carries. I just want more touches out of the backfield, Jeff. I think you can agree with this. I don't care where it is. Um, could it be, could it be out of the backfield? Could it be in the slot? Could it be catching passes? Just more nine Hines, more nine Hines. What are you not funny sports? Matt, Matt's coming in. One of the podcasts for the built and Buffalo podcast network. As always, he's been on a couple of times. Now love for Mike love. I don't know why I said it like that, but no love for Mike love. 
I said him earlier. He's our fourth edge rusher tomorrow. You have uh, Rousseau. I know. Excuse me. Where am I going? You have Basham. You have Shaq Lawson. You have Von Miller and Mike Love. They elevated Mike Love from the practice squad. So, yeah, Mike Love. We have fourth edge rusher tomorrow. Sure, man. Let's see what we got. I always like Mike Love. He's always stuck around in the practice squad for a little while uh, for the Bills. Hope we get Trey uh, White back soon. We all do. Look, we, like I said earlier, uh, 15 minutes ago, you can always go listen back to it if you want. I said that, obviously, McDermott said he was not rolling him out. He's done that a couple of times. I don't know if he's playing tomorrow. I really don't. I don't think anybody does outside of the people inside the facility of the Buffalo Bills. Inactives are come out an hour and a half before kickoff. Kickoff's at 1230. Games, inactives come out at 11. You will know at 11.01 if Jay White's playing or not. We'll see what happens. Wait and see. Wait, 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 wait and see, Joseph and all Bills fans, as always, because they like to keep us on our, keep us on our toes a little. And one final player to watch, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Like Craig said, how big of a game will Stefan Diggs have on November 11, 2022? Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Craig. I appreciate I see you're a Chiefs fan or a potential Chiefs fan, but I appreciate you coming in. Um, thanks for giving me the date of Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, Diggs last week, four catches for 48 yards, a touchdown. He was it wasn't really involved in that first quarter and a half until the end of the to that last drive when he connected with Josh Allen for a touchdown. <laughs> This is a secondary that's not good for the Detroit Lions, especially without Jeff Akuda. I think a game, a big game in hand for Stefan Diggs, a massive game for Stefan Diggs. I'm predicting seven catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Seven catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Bookmark that for Stefan Diggs tomorrow. Now we're going, we're, we're, going, we're not going an hour show tonight. We're, we're going for about 37 minutes. We're going to try to go to 40, 45. Just me, Thanksgiving Eve. I had to do some things today. A late show. I'm, I'll be back next week on my normal time, guys, with a, a guest. We'll be back and rolling at 8 o'clock next Wednesday on the Built and Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. Favorite Thanksgiving food. A lot of Thanksgiving foods. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. What do we got? And, Joseph, do you think we win tomorrow? I'll get to that after my Thanksgiving food. I will wrap up the show. Um. I wrap up the show with my game predictions, Joseph. So I'll get to that about five minutes. Don't stick around. Uh, stick around, actually. But yeah, favorite Thanksgiving food. We got turkey. People love turkey. Stuffing. Um, people like ham. People bring people some bring ham. Um, obviously, a lot of vegetables. Um, you can eat whatever vegetables you want. Mac and cheese, cranberry sauce, the gravy. <laughs> my favorite Thanksgiving food is mashed potatoes. I love mashed potatoes. Look. Do I have mashed potatoes all the time? No. Are they are they the most hard, hard, hardest thing to make? Are they the most complicated thing? Are they the greatest tasting thing ever? No. But they're simple. They're creamy. Um, they're a little mushy, a little chunky. You put a little gravy on it. I like me some mashed potatoes. I think mashed potatoes is my favorite Thanksgiving food. And I'm a big turkey guy. I like turkey. I know people don't like, oh, turkey's dry. It doesn't have a lot of food. I like turkey. Mashed potatoes is probably my uh, favorite food. Um, so, yeah. Wanted to end with uh, end right before my game predictions. What was my favorite Thanksgiving food? And that was some mashed potatoes. So appreciate that as always. Um, Joseph, now I'm gonna let you know. Now I'm gonna let you know, guys. If you guys want to drop your comment predictions, uh, you can. Your score predictions, as always, we're gonna end the show 
I appreciate everyone that has tuned in to this little short edition of the Buffalo Blitz. Nothing crazy. Um, but we got through everything we want. We got through the good from the Browns game, the ugly from the Browns game. Picasso's Pizza, player of the game. Shout out to our sponsor. Key matchups against the Lions, players to watch, favorite Thanksgiving food. And now game predictions. Drum roll, please. Do the Bills get a victory tomorrow at 12.30? When it's about 4 o'clock, you're getting ready. You're about to eat because I think I'm eating like at 4, 4.30 tomorrow. You're getting ready. You're going to have your dinner. You're going to have, or if you eat early, you're going to have your dessert. Getting ready to watch Giants Cowboys at 4 30, which is another good game. There's three good games Bills, Lions, Giants Cowboys, um, and Patriots Vikings. I'm all excited for all three of those games. Are you going to be ready to eat? Are you going to be excited? Are you going to be full and excited? I think so. Is it going to be a blowout? I don't think so. The Lions are a better offensive team. They are in a three game winning streak against the likes of. Who have they beaten in the last three games? We'll see what we got, guys. They've been the Packers 15-9, the Bears 31-30, and then this past week against the Giants 31-18. They're better than people want to give them credit for. Um, I think the Bills win 27-17. They cover that 9.5, 9 point spread. I'm not telling you to take it. Don't listen to me. Not gambling advice. 27 27- to 17. The Bills get that victory. They moved eight and three. Look to a matchup against next week against the uh Patriots on Thursday night football. But Bills get a Thanksgiving win 27 to 17. Get a victory by 10. Maybe a little close, but they come away with that victory. Joseph's coming in 35 to 21. He has a four, 14 point lead. I think the Bills win. I like 27 17. Hey guys, appreciate everyone tuning in to the Buffalo Blitz. I know we're ending about 20 minutes early, but my show's usually done at 9 o'clock. I just had to get some things done. Back next week, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 o'clock Central. Craig's coming in 29 to 13 Buffalo. I like that score as well. Anything where the Bills winning, we'll take it and we'll move on. We'll be back next week. As always, I'm going to have a guest on part of who's part of a, the Patriots pulpit, um, a Patriots network for half the show. I'll be on by myself for the first half. Second half, we're talking to the Patriots, uh, a guest. So, yeah, next week, same type of uh, format. We'll be breaking down this game, the Patriots-Bills-Lions uh, game, first half, and then we'll get you guys ready for the Bills-Patriots the next day. Hopefully, the Bills are going to come out with a victory tomorrow. I'm predicting 27-17. to 17. As always, if you want to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, you can do that. Built in Buffalo on Instagram as well at Built in Buffalo. Follow me on Twitter at Peter. I will follow you guys back. And, yeah, this comes out tomorrow in podcast form. Tomorrow morning, driving to your uh, your family, your wherever you guys are going for Thanksgiving, listen to this. Get ready for the game. It's about could be 42, 45 minutes. Um, get ready for the game tomorrow. The Bills versus the Lions. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Shout out to our sponsor, presented by Picasso's Pizza. For the best pizza in Buffalo, it's got to be Picasso's. Every night is pizza night. Hopefully, everyone enjoys Thanksgiving. Joseph, you're right. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Guys, everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. And as always, go Bill.